0: Episode of M Class Podcast. Oh, we're back, baby. We're back like we never left. I'm Jeff. Um, never leave your house, Josh. Even when you say, Hey, Josh, it's getting a little too late. Maybe you should get out of here. (laughs) Sure is getting late, Josh. Getting sleepy. I don't know. I got work in the morning. Cool. I'll make you (laughs) breakfast. (laughs) <laughs> anyway i'll see you tomorrow Oh, you leaving nah i'm gonna crash i'm gonna crash no, i'm just gonna sleep on the floor right here uh <laughs> on on this program it's it's basically a watch club for star trek episodes i've never heard that term is that a thing that they say uh they do now motherfucker don't point that out you- <laughs> <laughs> i thought i was missing out i i thought i was ignorant um, I maybe that's a thing. That that sounds it like a it thing. Makes, it definitely sounds like a real thing. It's, so now it is. It's like a book club for TV, so it's a watch club. Even yeah, though it's not a called cool a term. read club. It should be though. Let's not think about it too hard. The way we operate on this show is that we uh, make up a collection of episodes that has a unifying theme to them, as suggested by our patrons on patreon.com slash Podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, we sit down with uh, the episodes from that their collection. We pick them apart with a fine-tooth comb, and we tell you whether they're worth your time or they're garbage. We also say, but... We and say PP pee and w- wiener a lot. Like, the word we wiener. We do say wiener. We're out of control Talk about wieners all the time. Wieners, that's the funniest word for a dick, is wiener. <laughs> it really is. Like, I'm not even going to debate this. It's no. definitely the funniest word. People try and get fancy and call it, like, tallywacker, or, like, all these, like, <laughs> the ridiculous was- terms, but, like, Wiener's still funnier. What, does Rich call it Tallywhacker? <laughs> that sounds British. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna put Rich on blast like that.
1: Tallywacker.
0: He probably does. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking English people, am I right?
1: Ooh, Earl Grey!
0: Got him. Okay. <laughs> so this is the final episode of the uh Daruma's Oops All War Criminals collection. So <laughs> Yeah. I'm glad this one was short. Not because I don't appreciate it, Daruma, but it's about war crimes. Yeah, if it was if it was an extremely long episode about war crimes, that would just be a bummer, wouldn't it? Yeah, I can only do so many war crimes. <laughs> i can only do so many war crimes (laughs) look i've only got so many war crimes in me in one life so uh so this is this is voyager uh, season three episode six sorry everyone that follows us on twitter it's called remember i was freaking out last night i was like where the fuck is this episode (laughs) yeah that's my bad I was like, is it, th- I thought maybe you, you, uh, cause there's another R named episode at the end of season two. And I thought, I thought maybe you just misnamed it or whatever. No, but. I, I always, it's safe to assume when you're reading the chart of episodes I make for collections that I've made at least one mistake on it. It was just a different mistake than the one you thought. <laughs> no, I mean like, I, I understand cause like I make mistakes constantly. I, I fucked it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> So this, is, this being the final episode of Daruma's Oops! All War Criminals collection, it's important to remember that we're going to be starting another collection with the next episode of M-Class Podcast, and that That's is Jakub's works. Skeleton Crew Collection, episodes where the crew is whittled down to the bare bones for one reason <laughs> or another. <laughs> I texted you, and I was like, none of these episodes have skeletons in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then I told you, they all have secret skeletons. That's true. They're (laughs) inside of their flesh bone, their flesh bodies. Uh, (laughs) Before we hop into the nitty gritty of this episode, I would like to give a special thank you to uh, our February of the month sponsors that we're leaving behind, Bits Chips and Flipped Scripts. We're not leaving them behind in our hearts, though. No. They'll always be a part of us. Just the two of (laughs) Two of us. Two podcasts in the sky, just the two of Oh, rivers. that's beautiful. Bam and Cam and Josh and I. <laughs> so uh, make we sure to check home. out Bits, Chips, and Flip Scripts on iTunes, uh, probably other places. It's on Twitter specifically, at BC and FS. Check them out. Uh, I would like to welcome this month's sponsors to Pons Theater on Subspace. Whoa, to uh, Keep an ear out during this episode's ad breaks to learn all about that podcast and uh, where you can find them on interweb. That crazy Vulcan, <laughs> old tampon, <laughs> old tampon, <laughs> the hell. Um, Those two words together no, don't work. It's not great. They're gonna ask for their money back now, shit. Uh, they should, they should. Um, Too late, I already spent it. <laughs> wow, we got it like less than an hour ago. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that was me snorting cocaine if you couldn't tell. Oh, shit. Uh, this episode was written, or at least the screenplay was written, or teleplay was written by Lisa Clink, which was a new name I hadn't seen. Yeah, I hadn't seen, seen that show. one either. And I thought it was... Uh, My, like, free association brain went into free association mode, and I was like, oh, Clank, like Colonel Clank, wait a minute, Nazis! (laughs) Uh, No one's gonna get that reference in this game. Colonel Clank? People don't know what Colonel Clank is? Come Uh, on! Hogan's Heroes doesn't have a whole lot of play in uh, the year 2021, I think. (laughs) No, that's true. It's a little, uh, yeah, I guess it only works for that time period. Like, the 60s, right? Uh, I think that was on in the seventies. Now what you might be it? right. It might be the sixties. The theme song is fun. I don't remember. So Lisa Clink. I was I was curious. Like who who is this lady? What who? Yeah. What's her fucking story? You know. <laughs> what's her deal? Like who does she think she is? You know? And yeah. I, like, right. <laughs> like a standard nerd on the internet. I was like, who does this woman think she is? <laughs> That sounds like a (laughs) vagina's name. (laughs) So I looked it up, and uh, she wrote one episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine and 13 episodes of Voyager, uh, none of which we've ever talked about on this show. Well, we don't really talk about Voyager a whole lot. um, No. But lately, when we have, I've been, like, mildly surprised oh yeah mildly surprised I've been I've been reevaluating a little bit as we get new Voyager episodes that aren't so Neelix heavy they tried to fucking tank our opinion of Voyager one of the collections that was put forth was all Neelix episodes? Yeah, no, fuck that. There's no, absolutely no fucking way. No, I don't want to talk about Discovery. Then talk about Neelix. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even include it in the voting. People were like, "This, this uh, election's rigged," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah not, it is." It's not happening. We're Bernie Sanders and that shit. Get the fuck out of here. With that shit. <laughs> You're not getting nominated. Come on. Uh, I thought I was looking at other things that Lisa Clink wrote. She wrote uh, episodes of Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, which I thought was cute. That's fun. Uh, She also wrote episodes of Roswell, um, Martial Law... Uh, The most interesting to me, of course, is that she wrote a shit ton of episodes of Hercules The Legendary Journeys. Oh, sweet. A great show with a crazy guy in it. Yeah, just a wacky type of fella who we won't talk anymore about. Speaking of (laughs) lettuce Nazis. I also found a uh, Kevin Cole bummer of the week. Oh, shit. Alex Kurtzman and Robert Orsi got their start writing Hercules, the Legendary Journeys episodes. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that show's actually not very good. I don't know if I've made that clear that I like watching it because it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. And it's like, like, uh, late ninety, mid to late 90s, like, just like Saturday afternoon fodder, yeah, right? You're it's, just like, ah, it whatever. It's... Not only is it bad, but it's, like, the garbage version of Xena Warrior Princess, which is also not a very great show. (laughs) Yeah, Xena was way better. Xena is, like, many tiers above Hercules in Yeah, the characters, like, make sense, and, like, shit happens that makes sense. (laughs) A plot happens that uh, matters. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, that's not surprising to me that they got their start doing that. Yeah. They're fucking terrible. Like, they're the worst, so... There was a Jeopardy question that was like, this guy and his writing partner have won this award, and I was like, oh my god, please don't let this be fucking Alex Kurtzman. Was it? It was not. It was uh, someone who deserved it. I forget who. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, true that. Um... So this episode was well, of course. This episode was like uh, has story by Joe Minoski, and if you noticed an undercurrent of weird sex shit at the beginning of this episode, uh, <laughs> it was partly written by Brandon Braga. So <laughs> I didn't notice any giant vaginas. No. So noted sex pervert Brandon Braga did have his hands on this episode. So uh, can we put in a part where we talk about how uh, they have just like really big pussies? <laughs> Can we put a part in this episode where, uh... Belana Torres just talks completely openly about her weird, wet dreams with her commanding officer? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's they're friends. Braga. Sure. I Here's guess, the I thing, mean, Josh. You know. and I, I... We're not just friends. I would say best friends. Yeah, yeah. I if would say closer. <laughs> we're basically Bashir and Miles. Yes, absolutely. Um... Have I ever told you about a wet dream I've had, or vice versa? <laughs> no. <laughs> but now I wish you had. I've never told anyone about uh, my Lucy Lawless <laughs> dreams. <laughs> Well, hopefully she is. Uh, she's Cara Dune, and then you could have more God, that would be that fucking happens. amazing, wouldn't it? I don't think they're going to do that, they're probably that's a different not. podcast. That would be so great if they just reintroduced Cara Dune, and they could. she looked Why completely not? different, and they just never said anything about it. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it, man. So Why not? Uh, this episode was directed by Winrich Colby. That's a made-up name. And I've got the hottest goss on the internet for you. Welcome to fucking... Oh, man. Celebrity Gossip Corner on M-Class Podcast. You told me there was goss and I needed to hear it, and you were like, no, I'm not going to tell you yet. Winrich Colby is, uh, of course, he's directed many episodes of Star Trek. He directed The Siege of AR-558. Fucking great episode. Because uh, he was in the fucking Vietnam War. He drew on his experiences for that uh, That's episode. That's probably why it's so disturbing to watch. Yes. Why um, isn't that one on this? That one should be on this. So, uh, Winrich Colby is famous outside of just Star Trek dork circles <laughs> for um, marry, uh, for dating the recently divorced Captain Catherine Janeway actress, Kate Mulgrew. During okay. early seasons of Voyager, while he was still married. Oh, yeah, that's that's fine. And uh, <laughs> that's it's stuffed. hot boss, baby. That doesn't surprise me. I never... Sh- that's like, whatever. That happens. <laughs> uh, but she dumped him when she got engaged to her uh, future second husband. Uh, I assume his marriage didn't end well either, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. Maybe they had, like, an agreement. Who knows? Uh, well, thank you for deflating my hot goss. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um. I always try to deflate that kind of hot goss, because, like, I never so know, hot, you know? baby. Uh. Who knows? Maybe he, like, maybe that was, like, part of this thing. Who knows, man? This dude People is... Are- This dude is knocking it out of the park with episodes, though. Like, he directed uh, Darmok, All Good Things, fucking DS9 Armageddon game, The Siege, Blood Oath, Arman Bashir, Siege of AR-558. He directed episodes of Voyager as well, Drive, so whatever. Oh, that's a good one. Um, (laughs) That's a good episode of M-Class if you want to go back and listen to it. (laughs) That's what I meant. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there's some there's some shit in this episode where I was like, oh, "This is like pretty good." Like, yeah, this episode uh, stands stands head and shoulders above the average episode of Voyager. It's it's just like a a TNG a, a okay episode of TNG. Yeah, the the use of like MacGuffins, like. Uh, like those handy ball cleaner things, and uh, oh, you mean the, the holophoner? The holophoner, and like <laughs> they have those washing the hand balls. They're like those magnet balls in real life. Oh like, yeah, uh, stress fushies. balls. Yeah, <laughs> but they're like fushigis. They're like the ones that you roll around when they're supposed to uh, de-stress you. I think. Yeah, they're the ones that villains use in in movies to show how con- contemplative and evil they are. Yes, 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 those yes. Things. Uh, Clue has them in Tron. Oh man, now you know how evil, how fucking evil. Super evil. evil. Uh, yeah, the, I was very surprised, uh, as uh, we're both avid Futurama fans, to yeah. uh, see the holophoner in a real episode of Star Trek. It looks like the holophone. it's like the same color. I, yeah. Did they... Is that a reference is the holophoner a reference to this? It could be. It could be. It has like a they're sm- big Star Trek not, fans. Well the Holophoner is like a a you blow in it type of instrument. And this yeah. is like a you strum it kind of instrument, but they have the same color scheme. Yeah, they look very similar. When I saw it I was like, wait a minute. That's the first thing I thought too, and I I was like, Oh man, that's cool. And then like that dude like totally invades her brain. Yeah, and and then later on has the audacity to be like, oh, we don't do that. Yeah, you did it uh, yesterday, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it's it's typical uh, Holocaust denial. Yeah, 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 yeah. I Shit. guess that should be put on the table right out the fucking gate, right? <laughs> yeah. This is a Holocaust denial episode of yeah. Star Trek. This is... I don't remember this one. I've watched Voyager a couple times. I have no memory of this. You watched it last night, Josh. I did. I I did. Uh, Do you remember it from then? Pretty much. um, Sort (laughs) of? Wait, where am I? Oh, no. Josh forgot his brain meds. I smell toast. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Uh, So this episode is... um, Unfortunately, just as timely as it ever was, yeah, it's pretty rough. Uh, it's uh, it, it, it hit a few chords, and I, I was very, I was more affected by it than I was prepared to be. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I was like, ah, fuck, this sucks. <laughs> like, not that the episode sucks, but like the, the situation sucks. The world, yeah. the um, the likeness to our own world, the parallels are uncanny. Uh, it's it, maybe it's a better episode than a, like an OK TNG episode because it really does make you feel something. It's no, I think I think it's a, it's it holds up with some of the better te- it, I mean, it's not as good as, as Darmok. It's not as good as like the really good ones. But no, like, but it's as good as the good a, ones. It's as good as the good ones. And for Voyager, I know we like shit on Voyager, and like lately, I feel like we've been more than fair. About yeah. Voyager, I think we, been... we're softening on Voyager in our old age. That's what Voyager does to you. It, it's Voyager is like um, strawberry ice cream, sure, right? Uh, it's good, but you don't always want it. And I don't want to. You don't want it in a milkshake. <laughs> I like a strawberry <laughs> milkshake. Yeah, okay. I well, just, you're wrong. I deflated your <laughs> shit too. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just i don't know it it, do, it doesn't always uh doesn't always work and this episode works for some reasons uh one is that it has nothing to do with voyage <laughs> <laughs> that's like, true that's true it, it doesn't have anything to do with them finding their way home or, you know, or, like, looking... Like, oh, we found a wormhole, right? Like, it has nothing to do with that, which is good. It, it also um, dodges a lot of the standard Voyager bullets. Like, Neelix is barely in it. Uh, Tom yeah. Paris is barely in it. it. Harry Kim is extreme... We don't get a whole other Harry Kim love story that's very back burner. Although we kind of get him kind of being in love because this dude is just, like, apparently he, like, loves v- vaginas. Yeah. Anytime a, a female alien comes on board, yeah. he's like, my pee-pee works. <laughs> they, everyone's always thinking that Kirk is, like, the sex hound in Star Trek, but I think Ensign Kim should be, like, the new poster boy for, like, alien fucking. Sure. Like, if, if there's a scale, like, let's call it the... The Penderson scale of kirking, that's amazing. The Penderson scale of kirking has at one end you have uh, Harry Kim, who is like the pop culture version of Kirk, always yeah. trying to get in women's pants and fails and fail and failing. Yes. And on the other end you have Riker, who is always kirking around and succeeding. Yes. And then in the middle, you have actual Kirk, who's not, like, either of those motherfuckers for real. <laughs> yeah, he's just his own guy who just lives his own life, and everyone just thought he was, like, a sex hound, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I know. mean, he gets he gets with more ladies than the other characters on the show, but that would be because he's the main character. <laughs> right, and it's, it's not like Riker who, like, that dude just... I mean, how many shots of Riker are there of him just at... Ten forward with a lady. Yeah, that was like, they have like all a, time. Just a different lady every time. Yeah, yeah and there are, there are a ton of shots of him like waking up on vacation on like shore leave, and there's just a lady in bed next to him as yeah. well. Yeah, they not weren't a having a slumber party. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't having a slumber party. Yeah, they were having a fuck burr party. <laughs> All right, I'll see. I'll see. I'm. A, I'm assuming I'm fired now. So I'll see. Uh, that was just as good as the Penderson kirking scale. <laughs> the Penderson kirking scale is. Um, it's a, That's a real scientific scale. Yeah, that's. I wouldn't make that up. That's a real scale. It's just, it's just like a Watch Club. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
0: some of the themes in this episode. Even though we did just make all those stupid jokes, some of the themes in this episode are going to be heavy, so you should be prepared for that as we get into it. Uh, We are going to take our first break of uh, the morning, evening, night? I don't know when you're listening (laughs) to this shit. Who knows? And uh, we'll hear from our sponsors for March, the Big Shield for March to ponds theater on subspace we'll be right back after these messages
1: after these messages we'll be right back yeah. oh hello there everyone it's me the announcer let me ask you do you like star trek do you like having fun do you like filling the creeping loneliness and existential dread of modern life with 20 to 30 minutes of distraction well do i have the show for you Join the lovable goofs aboard the USS Tapan's radio program as they adventure throughout the galaxy. There's Tapan, the Vulcan radio DJ. As Edwin Starr would no doubt say, War, huh, yeah, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. However, I do not feel the need to say it again. The point was made succinctly. Hoteen, the Romulan shock jock. Howdy there, ladies. You ever had a little Romulan in you? Wait, wait, wait where are you going? Kathy, the ship's human captain.
0: We don't have the power to start a passive-aggressive disagreement at a WASP book club, let alone a war.
1: Commander Crash Space Danger, Andorian Space Adventurer. I flex my freshly bared biceps in a stunning display of my gizmo. And me, your announcer. Tapon's theater on Subspace, tune your web browser to ttos.cool right now. Also available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud, or wherever you find audio entertainment. Thanks for listening and keep watching the stars. And now, back to the show.
0: Welcome back. Definitely go see our sponsors this time. That's not a joke, this time. It's for real. Do it. Check out out Tapan's theater on subspace. Um, Mm -hmm. So basically, when we meet up with the Voyager crew this time, uh, they're headed towards a planet called Inara Prime with a bunch of Inarans on their ship. Uh, We don't know their Holocaust deniers yet. Not yet. Not quite yet. The way they do it is good. The way that it unfolds is well done. Uh, true, it is. I mean, they endear you to these people first by introducing characters who yes. are, like, likable. And sort of intermingling each of them with one member of the crew. Yeah, it seems like they're having, like, just a space party, right? Yeah, they're just, absolutely. They're, like space trucking along in the delta quadrant and these anorans are like hey you guys look check out this like energy shit we have and voyager's like that's cool we'll take you home because i know it takes you guys forever so hop on ask gas or grass (laughs) (laughs) ask grass or energy conservation technology (laughs) hell yeah Uh, We meet uh, Jessen, who's the hot young thing that Harry Kim is on about. Or no, that's the guy. Well, probably the same, right? Yeah, whatever. (laughs) You know, I could just fucking find out instead of talking out of my ass on my own podcast. That's the hot young thing. Oh, that's her. That's the... She is played by somebody who I've... I think she's the same... Is she the same person as in Drive? The the, the race... Not in Drive, <laughs> in the race car one. Drive is the race one. Is that the race car one? And, What's the one with the space tuna? Uh, This is not the same person. Wow. Well, she only played it. Jessen. That's it? Okay. Yeah. She was in uh, uh, at "Best of the Worst" mainstay film "Cyber Tracker," though. That's so. where I. That's where I know. So her that's from. good. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely where I know her from. Everybody knows Cyber Tracker. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Cyber Tracker fan. I'm a I'm a huge Tracker. Yeah, they call us Trackers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Harry Kim wants to go uh, to dinner with uh, Jessen. And who I keep, every time I say Jessen, I have to look at the name on my screen because I want to say Kessin, because of the game Kessin. Oh, I think that because of Kess and she's also in this show. Yeah, Kes and Jessen. They're like the same person, sort of? They're, <laughs> they look they're very similar. similar. Uh all white blonde ladies look the same as well. That is absolutely <laughs> class is putting true. our flag in that statement. <laughs> That's, I am not even going to deny that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, the elders like leave uh, Balana and Harry and Jess and alone, and they're like, oh, you guys go have dinner. And Balana's like, oh, I guess I'll retire. And they just fucking ditch without saying a word. Until <laughs> they're just like, later we're going to fuck. See ya. They're not though. I <laughs> mean, it's Harry. He... <laughs> yeah. Um, he probably got to like first and a half base. Look, Belana got more action that night in her dreams than Harry yeah. did in his whole life. So yeah, man, that's true. Um, Belana has a dream where um, the camera stays a little too long on her fucking a uh, guy for daytime TV, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's like a really vivid uh, sex dream, like a like a lucid sex dream. Yeah, and the dude's name is Dathan, which you think they would yeah. have chosen a different name for him, but yeah, that's just a popular name in space. It's, a, it's like John, the John of space. How do we combine Dan and Nathan? Oh, I got it, Dathan, Dathan Alaris. That's a Star Wars name. It is a Star Wars name, and he's played by a dude who I've seen in a billion different things. Is he from Cybertracker? Yeah, he's in (laughs) Cybertracker. His name is Charles Esten, and this dude is all over Star Trek. (laughs) That guy was like, "Uh, how do I make my name sound like Charlton Heston? Charles Esten. (laughs) His birth name is actually Charles Esten Puskar III. Yeah, I would go with the middle name. Yeah, no doubt. He played uh, a Klingon named Devok, and of course he played Dathan Alaris. So he's in the dream. He's the dream guy. Yeah, he's the dream Literally. And figuratively. Why does this guy look so familiar? Oh... He was he was on Party of Five. I didn't watch that show. But Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I know I know that guy, yeah. The thing that I said uh O for is that uh he was in um fucking uh now I've lost track of what I'm saying. Wonder Woman? Is he the guy in Wonder Woman? No, he played Kelly Bundy's boyfriend on Married with Children. <laughs> and I watched I love, that show a lot, so I lo- I love how that's your point of reference. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, also the the thing that I really said oh about and lost track of is that he was on The Office as a recurring character. Uh, Okay, he showed up quite often on The Office. Okay, I've never watched it. I don't know. Uh, It's okay. (laughs) I feel like it was a lot better before people got real into it. Yeah, I think that's the reason why for a long time I hated Funko Pops. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't have a strong opinion one way or the Well, actually, I do think they're garbage, but I don't hate most people of who the time. Them. <laughs> yeah, most of the time they are, but that's why they're insidious, right? It's because there's always a Funko Pop that you're going to like. Well, that's true. I do have a Funko Pop of the dude from the Big Lebowski. Yeah, so. see? <laughs> there's always, like, a really cool one where you're like, oh, that's really cool. But most of them are like, I don't care about that. I, I got two of them for Crystal, actually. So there are three in the house. The two Which I, ones? Got, I got Bob Ross for Crystal. That's funny. And um, Jim Henson with a little Kermit the Frog. Oh, that's cute. Because she loves Kermit and the Muppets. Uh, <laughs> uh, full disclosure, I bought a Kara Dune one right before what? all of <laughs> 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 But it's worth like $150 now, so. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I think the email episode that's going up today, the day we record this, has us like debating Kara Dune a little bit. Should uh, should she be fired? Yeah, we really were we're really timely on that. That day she got fired. She got fired later that day, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um so yeah, she has like a full and wet dream and then Chicote comes in and he's like, Why is your bed so wet? She's like, No, no, nothing, nothing, nothing. (laughs) <laughs> no, except she tells him full out the whole dream. Like, oh, I was so sensual. Yeah, because she's late, right? Like, she's, like, late for her shift. Yeah. And, like, I guess, like, when you're late for your shift on a spaceship, they're like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> Where is she? There's no traffic. It's a spaceship. <laughs> and is like, sort of, like, he's amused. He's, like, chuckling about the whole yeah. thing, but, like,. I don't know. I feel like there's a different, more natural reaction to that, which is like, okay, all right. <laughs> it, yeah, I guess. Uh, I I I find him charming in in this episode, and I feel like he really cares about her. I don't yeah. know. I think I think maybe they just live in a different. Like I try to. I always try to like think about it in terms of like this like. Uh, sexual awakening that people live in, right? Like, they don't think it's weird. They're just like, "Eh, yeah, sex is normal, and having a fucking raging cream dream is just pretty cool. (laughs) Sure. Uh, But Brandon Braga wrote this episode, so I'm going to make fun of (laughs) it. I mean, it's funny because, like, it is funny, right? Like, I don't know. It's funny to Uh, be like, oh, yeah, you had a sex dream? Yeah, yeah. It's... It's not... This episode is extremely low on the Brandon Braga scale. Like, he definitely yeah. didn't have a whole lot to do with the way sex is portrayed. But this part... Because it is did. fairly... is It's portrayed as, like, a passionate love affair kind of thing. Right. And there's nothing weird or skeevy about it. Yeah, it's not weird. It's, um... It's like... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, like, romantic. It's It's, like, wholesome. At least you think it is. And that's... Part of the twist, right, is sure. that at, th- at this point you're like, oh, she's like having this like l- like love affair, not an affair, but like a you know this guy's like sneaking in to the to the room at night, like she how romantic, a star-crossed lovers kind of thing, like Romeo and Juliet, Romeo- kind of right? Thing. Which always Romeo turns out Juliet. well. Yeah, nothing ever bad <laughs> happened to them. <laughs> Um, so they go to the Inarin party where everything is themed after the Inorins. Oh, Neelix makes uh, the cafeteria (laughs) look like the Inorin bullshit, right? Like, everything is like, uh, they're like streamers from Party City and shit, like, hung up, and they're all the Inorin colors. Yeah, somebody went all out on some beanbag chairs... And uh, we meet. Oh yeah, they talk about how crazy it is that they have all their seats on the floor. What? That's the most culturally weird thing we've ever come across in space. Yeah, fuck. We definitely didn't have plenty of cultures on Earth who did that or anything. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No chairs. Oh my goodness. This is wild space shit. <laughs> And then we meet uh, Jor Brell, who's the leader of the Inarans. Yeah, and uh, not Jor L, Jor Brell. <laughs> That's definitely a reference. <laughs> um, he's uh, he's playing um, the holophoner, the traditional Inaran <laughs> musical instrument, <laughs> and Captain Janeway is like digging it. She's like, damn, this is dope as fuck. Yo, she is acting like, there's some good acting in this episode and she's acting her ass off during this part. Like, she she really looks like, like, the first time you see her, it's like a a side shot of her, mm -hmm. right? And she's like, way into this shit. I was like, dude, Captain Janeway loves the Hall of Honor. She's like, this shit slaps my ass off, and I gotta learn it. <laughs> I would cheat on somebody's w- husband with this music. <laughs> <laughs> Five, sure. And, uh, old Jor Brill is like, yeah, you can play it if you want. And she's like, oh, you know, I, I never learned how to play an instrument, but, like, I'd love some, uh, this is, like, very well shot, by the way. Yeah. No wonder uh, Kath- Kate Mulgrew, like, fucked the director. Uh, he, <laughs> he's really good at what he does uh, because she starts messing around with it, but she's playing absolutely perfectly, and we don't yeah. see why. Everyone in the room is just right. like, what the fuck? The fuck is... How the... F- so, yeah, so as a fan and as a, a viewer... Of Star Trek, like, you, you're like, oh, like, something's going on. Like, like it's a, it's a cue to, to tell you, like, okay, something space and weird is happening, right? Yeah. Like, the, the like, straight-up thing that got me wasn't everybody reacting, like, how crazy it was. It was Tuvok reacting. Yeah. I was like, oh, something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, because he's sitting, like, like you said, it's shot very well, and I can't really describe it, because it's, like, it's a strange shot, but it's, like, a very well-shot shot. shot. Yeah, if that makes sense. Just you'd have to. See, it's see cut it. specifically so you don't see jor standing behind her. Right. They cut several times around her, like playing it and people's reactions, but you never right. see until it's revealed. There's like the reveal shot. It's, that jor- it's symbolic is his of the episode. Behind her. It's symbolic of the episode, right? Where it's yeah. it's like what's the real? What's the truth? It's it's a hidden truth, right? And uh, she's like, What the fuck? And he's like, Oh, um, sorry, like, you know, we do that all the time and she's like, you yeah, know, I just didn't expect it, you didn't say anything ahead yeah. of time. This is very important later. Um, but they're like, Yeah, it was just it was just an innocent thing. I was just giving you my lessons and they're like, Oh man, that's fucking amazing that you guys can do that. Yeah. And she and he says, like, I usually we like ask consent, but like this time I was like, you know what, fuck it. Yeah, which is <laughs> a great excuse, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I guess so you could chalk it up to like a misunderstanding because she said, um, you know, I would love for you to like teach me, and yeah. for him, that might have meant like, sure, I'll just like fucking implant those memories into your brain, right? Like. Why the, not? The, the thing about this is, to me, is, like, they're like, oh, well, we didn't tell you about this ability up until now. Like, they've, I think the idea is that they've been together for, like, a couple weeks at this point. Yeah, it's been a little while. Yeah. It would be, like, finding out that human beings can whistle, like, <laughs> three weeks after you meet the first one. Yeah, like, what the hell was that? What are you, oh, whistling? what the fuck? Oh, yeah, we have this ability. We can make yeah. whistle noises with our lips. Yeah that's a great analogy because it's like not a big deal right yeah like to us it's nothing yeah like who cares um, Bolana goes to bed because she's trying to get it you know what I'm talking about yeah she wants that Dathan uh, <laughs> that D-thin? that dick anyway we'll get we'll, <laughs> we'll get out. there eventually um unfortunately she does not get the Dathan. And, uh, it's just her dad, Jareth, played by that guy who's in fucking everything. Uh, Senator Kelly from the X-Men, the original X-Men. He is a great bad guy. That guy, if you need a bad guy. So I knew, like, something was going on, because that guy was in it. I was like, okay, like, because I know things now about, like, the character this guy plays, like, something's up with this guy. But at this point, you don't really know that, right? No. You're just, you know. So he's um, he's from Philly. Oh yeah, yeah, Bruce Davis. Did know that? Yeah, uh, he was also in Harry and the Hendersons. So this guy's basically your dad. Oh whoa, he is my dad. <laughs> my liquefied water dad. Oh man, that scene freaked me out when I was younger. It's creepy. It's uh, gross because it's it, a- it, it, he turns into water in an extremely gross, graphic way. Yeah, his face gets. It's pretty good for like two thousand. It is actually those X Men movies. Movie. X Men one and two still hold up. It's one and two are movies. great. Three is the worst movie ever made. Three is uh, it's garbage. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Something about like pre Marvel Cinematic Universe, they could not do the third movie. They just couldn't pull that shit off. Well, they off. got they got what's his name to write and direct it, and he's a piece of shit. Um, I can't remember his name. Anyway, Jorbrill? <laughs> yeah, <him. laughs> uh, but like the Marvel Cinematic Universe seems to do pretty good with. Well, I don't know. I guess Civil War was the third Captain America movie. In the oh most, well, at so that was, point, yeah. But like uh, Ragnarok is the third Thor movie, and it's like one the one of that's the, not best the best one. one that's in the, the best whole one. Fucking yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, it's definitely the best Thor movie, and it's one oh, yeah. of the best other like all together ones. It is definitely the best Thor movie. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, welcome back to Marvel Cast. We could do that. It'd not, it yeah. would get unpleasant at points, I bet. But, uh,
1: <laughs> I'm uh, sure because this <laughs>
0: show gets unpleasant at points. <laughs> but uh, her dad, Jareth, is like, Look, I'm forbidding you from contacting uh, your fuck bud, right. Dathan. And she's like, But well, you don't understand he's different than the rest of them. And you're like, what does that mean? You, it kind of like, I just thought like he was kind of being like overprotective or, or like a Romeo and Juliet situation where, you know, maybe he's just like, like a, like, like, a, a guy like a, just a regular boy who like the dad's yeah. just like no boys you yeah, know we don't, we don't fuck with those Montagues yeah right or you know you know you're not you're not ready for a boyfriend or whatever like yeah. plus he's like sneaking in at night which is like kind of shitty right like yeah well you learn why later but like yeah. at this point it's just like a boy sneaking into a girl's right. room you just I, I got the impression that he was just more mad about that right yeah. like he, he was just like don't do that it's fucked up <laughs> Yeah, he's like, next time you see him on the street, just walk away, and that'll give yeah. him the idea. And, yeah, and uh, he leaves, and Dathan just sort of slips from a back room. Yep. <laughs> and they like sort of giggle together and stuff, and they hug. But when she pulls back, he's got like uh, goosebumps skin, like full on bubbly ass runny goosebumps skin. Yeah, he's uh, his skin is melted off, and she screams and wakes up. Yeah, less good of a dream than the one with the sex. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go back if I was her. <laughs> yeah, I like the, that she's like compelled. I love it. I love that she's just like, I, I gotta know. I feel it too because I felt that way. Yeah, I did too. I about felt that way about dreams, all but my, sex about dreams. my dreams, also about my dreams. All right, we're the same fucking guy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Belana goes to see Chakotay, and they talk a little bit about energy conservation and everything. But then she's like, "About my cream dreams." She's like, real distracted, and Chakotay's like, "Uh, go away." It's, it's, <laughs> Chakotay's like, "Oh yeah, your cream dreams. You get some more?" And she's yeah. like, "No, actually." <laughs> yeah, this one was more like hot pocket in the microwave. <laughs> yes, it was very, very bad, very bad dream. <laughs> And Yo, uh, that like, guy yeah. has baloney skin <laughs> <laughs> She's like, This is a story. It's like advancing a story. So yeah. this it seems like something's going on and Chicote's like Chicote does something that I'm extremely proud of him for as a character and I wish more characters would do. Yeah. This dude put two and two together and got four. And he right. was like, well, we're on a ship full of... Uh, we just found out that they're all psychic and share their experiences. So you should probably figure out if it's one of them. Right. Whereas, like you know many other times they'd be like well, i don't know yeah, what could be causing <laughs> yes. this Ooh, there's a bunch of aliens on the ship and people are having weird dreams it's probably nothing yeah it's like when deanna troy like fell it was like freaking out because of the sound or whatever and they yeah. didn't even investigate the planet at all yeah just like oh she's going crazy yeah that's probably <laughs> unrelated Dr. Crusher was like, my official diagnosis is this bitch going crazy. Yo, <laughs> this bitch crazy. <laughs> she crazy nail. <now. laughs> <laughs> nail. Um, but yeah, he's like, I'll talk to the captain about this. You figure out, if, like, talk to one of the Inarans and figure out. Right. And uh, she goes to engineering, but like, she starts to have like a daytime dream. That's right. It's not A even day just cream, night. <laughs> huh? A day cream. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been there. B'El- I haven't. Fuck, I'm not even living. I haven't even done that yet. <laughs> uh, Dream Belana is getting an award from her dad because right. uh, they're gonna they're gonna colonize another planet because they figured out how to terraform. Right. Using like she's part of the like people like the military or something because yeah she, she's she becomes a colonel in this ceremony I think yeah at this point I was getting a a a small hint of militarism right yes. like the way he's talking is it it's very reminiscent of like dictator speak right it's oh yeah. It's not on the nose yet. Like, it's still subtle. And you're like, well, it's a little hinty hint. It's (laughs) kind of weird. It's kind of weird. He doesn't call them regressives yet. No, not not quite there. But he does start talking about people who are standing in the way of uh, development and and progress. Yes. Which is very fascistic. Like, that's like. A big fascist red flag, yeah, right? Like there are these people that stand in the way of our yes. progress, who the wish others. to send us back to the dark age. Yes. The others, they're they're the ones. Yeah. Uh, Belana wakes up in sickbay, and, Janeway is there, and Cass is there, and the doctor's there, and they're all standing up around her. Yeah, Cass finds her, and you're like, oh, Cass is in the show. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brit is in this. Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, but the doctor is, like, finding all these, like, cortical signs of telepathic activity in her frontal lobe. So yeah. So they know that she's not just having crazy dreams, that someone is implanting right. telepathic dreams into her head. And, and... The doctor's like, yeah, you have brain damage, but I fixed it. <laughs> and I was like, that's nice. Uh, it, like That's sort of the thing about psychic abilities in the Star Trek universe. That's a through line through the whole series that I didn't really think about until this mm-hmm. episode, which is um, psychic damage occurs yeah. when any type of psychic influence is, is done to your brain without your consent. you're not and also, you're not psychic, right? Like, yes. Like, think about it from just, like, a like a, a biological point of view. Like, if you're an alien or, or like, Balana, she's, like, the only, like, half-Klingon-Klingon Klingon on the ship. Mm-hmm. Like, for the humans, like, maybe they're compatible with the Anarans, right? But, like, for her, and they kind of reference this, they're like, well, you know, with your biology, like, it's just, it, whatever's going on, like, it's damaging your brain, so... Like we don't know if they don't really know yet that someone's like doing it to her. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. It could just Not be until like now.
0: Like this yeah. is the point when they know. Yeah. Before this, they're definitely like, yeah. It could just be you're like picking up brain right. waves. Well, th- no. This is still they're still at the point where they don't know someone's doing it to. It. Right. They don't. They're just like, well, maybe it's just like the, the field that they produce. Like I think the guy says that he's like, maybe yeah. it's just we have a feel a psychic field. Maybe yeah, it's just they talk to Jor I cannot get over that fucking name. Sure, bro. It's a pretty dumb name. And he's like, no, there's no way we're doing it intentionally. Like, we always ask for permission before we do this. And they kind of look at him side eyed. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, that was a mistake earlier. Except for that one time when I. Violated you? Yeah, that was a <laughs> misunderstanding. So sure. if I was Janeway, I would have been like, "Could this also be a misunderstanding?" It, right. Well, this is really important because, like, it comes up later, right? Like, like now he knows that this is happening to her. Mm-hmm. So he, there, that's important later. <laughs> I won't say why. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure they've seen the episode by this point. Maybe they haven't. <laughs> it's true. Maybe they just like are really, really amazing show. They're they're listening to M Class being like, "What they said? This was about Holocaust denial. What the fuck? This <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with that." So just far. make sure you don't hashtag that in the uh, yes, please, description. please no, please no, please no. Please no. <laughs> um, Tuvok, in all of his great wisdom, uh, is like, "I'm also in this episode." And they decide that that's a reasonable explanation. That, yeah, uh, no one's doing this intentionally. There's some sort of a psychic field that's triggering because she's part Klingon. So here's my big, the only problem I have with this episode, and it's not a big problem, but why doesn't Tuvok, who is a a telepath, why doesn't he, like, do some um, mind melding? I don't know. I guess a mind meld is, like, an extremely personal thing. They talk about how, like, uh, Vulcans don't normally mind meld very often because yeah. it's so extremely personal. But if I was, like, an investigator like he is, I would be like, look, like, if you want me to mind meld with you and, like, see what this is, like, maybe that would help. Yeah, I mean, she would agree with it as well. Yeah. like uh, Bolana would fully be like, yeah, absolutely, mind meld. Yeah, I mean, why not, right? Like, but he's <laughs> just sort of like fascinating i'm going to go fuck my hollow wife now <laughs> tuvok is not invested in what's nah. going on on this ship right now. he was now. more amazed by the holophonor than he is with this bullshit he's the, it, it, the guy leaves the room and he's like yes that's plausible can i be excused now? <laughs> i would like to leave now i heard that there's no chairs in the cafeteria i gotta see this Chris shit's crazy in the cafeteria right now you guys were so shocked by that holophoner. Have you seen the no chairs? There's a chair that's just like a sack. That's incredible. It's crazy. <laughs> Tom Paris is like, you know, they had those in the 90s. They were called bag chairs. I always think of Fry when he's in college in on Mars. Oh, yeah. And, and, and he's like, the only way to get an A in this class is to have actually lived in the 20th century. <laughs> and he gets all the shit wrong. It's like, the answer's TV, and he's like, light bright. He's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, Tuvok is not invested. He just leaves. Um... But he does say, like, he doesn't want to rule out foul play. Right. He's, he's like, I'm on the case, and then he goes back to his room and, like, does that fucking Calto puzzle. It doesn't pay any attention yeah. to anything. <laughs> yeah, he's like, whatever. He's like, I got 80 off. more years of this shit, fuck this. He's like, get off my fucking back. I'm 80 <laughs> more years of this. I'm the only one who's going to survive this trip, this. Fuck this. <laughs> Did you guys know I'm already 80 years old? This is horseshit. <laughs> I'm the oldest guy, but you don't even know that. Uh, Vulcan don't crack. That's what he says. <laughs> but um, they try to they try to like get Bolana to stop working, but she's Bolana, so she's like, fuck that. Yeah, they give her work. like a the, they would say that they gave her the the theta wave inhibitor, right? Like yeah. they give her like an anti dream chip. And even then, you know, she's kind of like, uh, she's getting obsessive because she's like, no, I want to know how the story ends. Yeah, I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> and then and the doctor's like, do you want brain damage? And I, and I was thinking like, well, why can't you just fix it? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, like, if you get further brain damage, then yeah. like I guess there's always a risk, right? Like sometimes just, surgery just doesn't work. I mean, you can fix brains. You're good. Just whatever. You know, just fix it's it later. True. We're fine. Just take some of those pills that Bones was giving out all yeah. willy nilly in the past. I'm tired of that. Grew a new kidney. Um, Bellana goes back to her room and she's sort of staring at the inhibitor, and then she's like it takes it off I gotta find out what's happening in this yep. brain damage dream I yeah, gotta like, find out <laughs> this dream is damaging my brain and my sheets <laughs> running up that laundry bill <laughs> uh Belana it says here you've replicated like six new sheet sets what's going on we have uh, to re- we have only so much biomimetic gel we can't be replicating sheets <laughs> And uh, normally she'd, be, she'd make a joke, but because this episode is the way it is, she would just be like, well, actually, I've been having these cream dreams <laughs> where this guy comes in through my window. And we're like, and yeah, we heard about story. it. <laughs> yeah, I heard about yeah. it. We heard about it. <laughs> uh, we find out that Bellana's name in the dream is Karenna. Um, yes. Which doesn't line up with any of the characters we've met so far, so it's leading credence that, you know, it's not one person's memories at this point. Right, you're still a mystery as to what is happening. And she talks with her uh, dad about the regressives. We learn that's what they're called. Yeah, now we're getting into into the fascism here. Yes. They, uh... They live in a vill- They live in villages where they sort of refuse the technologies that the Anarans find. They they live. They're kind of like Amish. Yeah, they they live a, like a throwback kind of life. They're not yeah. big into tech. They're not uh, big into fascism. I, th- I think they're the good guys. It turns out. Yeah, I think that's why they're not big into the tech. Right, is because they're yes. like, well, these guys are fucking fascists. So fuck that and he's he's like yeah they they volunteered to be resettled on the yeah, colony just like the found. native americans volunteered to be yeah. resettled uh, imagine a thousand air quotes around volunteered yeah and she's like are you sure they volunteered and he's like yeah yeah it's it's for the best yeah don't well. worry about it they love it they're 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 gonna love it. He's, he's like, "Yeah, it's for the best as well." Like, have you ever been to one of their villages? And he starts yeah. just full and like race bashing, super racist. <laughs> he's like, yeah. "They're filthy. They don't wash their hands when they eat, and they live in mud huts." Yeah, so that's where the 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 wash hand balls, because like, yes, it's 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 like just a, a a nice little touch, right? It's a nice little world building touch that they put in. There's, there's something to be said for the world building in that moment because earlier in the episode when you see those balls and they're like, oh, you just rub around your hands and they're perfectly clean and sanitized. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And then you neat. hear about it here and you're like, oh. Oh, that's less neat. Yeah. That's why they made them. That's fucked up. Right. Um, later on, it sort of flashes ahead to um, the fucking forced resettlement line. Yeah. And this lady's like, Where are we going? Yeah, so yeah, they don't know where they're going. Which And Corinna's is... like, Well her my dad said like in her mind she's like, My dad said that they volunteered. How if they right. volunteered, how does she not know where she's going? Right. It's not not adding up here. And they just sort of force her away and like some more people go through and then uh Corinna's dad calls out Dathan's name. Right. So and he's next. like, What the fuck? Yeah But he doesn't show up And he's like Did you warn him Yeah She's like Well number Like number one in my brain I would be like Why would I warn him If he volunteered Yeah this whole This whole thing is Um It's like Super gaslighty Like Oh yeah She gets fully gaslighted He is a Big ass piece of shit Like this dude is a Major piece of shit He's a full-on monster of a yeah. man. Yeah, he's... Yeah. And uh, she's like, you know, I didn't even know about this. How could I have warned him? I didn't know he was going to be on the list. Did you put his name on there? And before right. he answers, uh, one of the other uh, people... I don't want to call them regressives because yeah, i one not yeah. Uh yeah. One of the other people, like... Um, knock her down, trying to get away. He tries to run, and it knocks her, knocks her down, and like cuts her face. Yeah, it cuts her cheek. Yeah. And uh, Belana wakes up, and she f- she feels like the the injury on her face. Right. And she s- sort of remembers that Morel, one of the Inarins from earlier, had a scar on her face. Yeah. So she immediately runs to Morel's room. She doesn't answer the door. So, yeah she I think this was this was like a uh, only time I think I've ever seen someone knock on the door in yeah. Star Trek. <laughs> that was weird. I was like, oh, she's knocking on the door like what if people don't <laughs> knock, they just hit yeah. the little yeah. boop again. the bell the, why wouldn't the bell work right they, it's they just, just the if it doesn't work the first time they just keep hitting it. Picard knows this <laughs> there are a few things you'd think like humans would like phase out. I guess knocking on the door is pretty, like, inherent. Like, just knock. Sure. But, uh, the other being tap dancing. <laughs> you think tap dancing is gone now? You didn't think it would last until, like, the 30th millionth sh- century or whatever. It should be gone, because it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I never understood? Like, I don't think tap dancing is dumb inherently. Like, no, Like, I think yet. if you go to a tap dancing show, that's one thing. That's one thing, right. Uh, why the fuck is it on television? Like, it's just one of those things that is super specific to like our culture, and I, I like like the more I zoom out of myself <laughs> on my space trip through reality, right? Sure. Like the more I'm like, why are we holding on to tap dancing? Like why is like, that one of the things? I mean, it's a skill. It's a it's, sure. a, it's a really highly skilled skill, but. I'll, I'll tell yeah. you, like, a secret. Like, the thing that makes me ask why is it on television is that um, microphones can't pick up audio dis- in in a distinguished manner enough in that type of a setting to yeah. pick up the taps. So right. the taps are added in digitally later. They add the taps. So what is what is the point? Like, well, do they have— I could I mean, literally stand in the middle of the stage and you could film me from the waist up and put the taps in. I, I, there must be like floors that have mics in them though. How, do, like that's gotta be. I just watched a video today about tap. That's so, it's so weird. You I just saw some tap dancing. <laughs> maybe that's why. Maybe it's some, maybe I'm having some dreams about tap dancing. Yeah, gotta you're having it. cream dreams about tap dancing. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking of Crusher. She tap dances. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, that's uh. That's a Gates McFadden thing. Like Gates McFadden is a tap dancer, like stage actress. Like oh, like the triple threat di- she's, shit. Yeah. Di- she's directed a ton, so yeah. uh, Crusher also does all those things, right? Um, I would go to a tap dancing show from by Gates McFadden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, like, Morell won't answer the doors, so uh, Torres just lets herself in, because she's the engineer. She knows all the fucking codes, right? Yeah, she's got the... She puts in IDDQD and gets in the door. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Morell is, like, on the floor. Yeah. And uh, she... uh, Torres does not call medbay she just goes up to her and she's like it's your memories aren't isn't it yeah you're karenna that's what she says you're karenna she's like yeah my people have been hiding the truth for so long and i'm so and i'm so tired of hiding it myself she's like i have to give you the rest which is like yeah oh what a dude at that point i was like oh no it's gonna get worse i was like this started out as a sweet sex dream, and now there's Hitler's. Yeah, shit got bad in the dream space. <laughs> also on Inara Prime. Yeah, dude. Um, she's She says that um, someone in her group, she just said they found out that I was the one giving you the memories, and they had to silence me. Yeah. But I have to give you the rest. And uh, she gets Inara neck pinched back into the dream. Yep. And uh, she finds herself sitting on uh, Anna Karenina's bed. <laughs> <laughs> she, I forgot the name Karenina for a second. <laughs> Karenina! She finds yeah. herself sitting on Karenina's bed playing the holophoner. Yes. And uh, with that, we will be heading towards another commercial break. Oh, yeah! We'll be right back after
1: these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hello again, everyone. It's me, the announcer of T'Pan's Cedar on Subspace. Would you like to hear more about the crazy cast of characters aboard the USS T'Pan's radio program? Well, if you insist, there's Drac, the Klingon pirate. What is the galaxy coming to when a man can't even sell a stone watch on a pile of skulls? No questions asked. With Dross, his faithful assistant. Permission to replicate a paddle to flog myself with, sir. Gold Tavan, Cardassian weatherman. Though the alternative to continuing this conversation is the planning of a suicide mission, I insist we please get back to the matter at hand. Computer, the ship's computer
0: we pretty much reached my query quota for the day. Any more would
1: require a higher subscription level to my database. And me, your announcer. To ponder on subspace, tune your web browser to ttos.cool. Also available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud, or wherever you find audio entertainment. Live long and keep on listening.
0: Welcome back everybody. I think it's important to point out since we haven't so far that the Inarans are wearing headbands made out of lettuce. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even talked about their lettuce heads. Why are they doing that? <laughs> I, it's are they a vegetable race? Are they like a we evolved from a cucumber? Like they're they're supposed to be this like highly advanced race or whatever, but like the people they call regressives wear regular headbands, and they wear headbands with kale wrapped around it. Like I what? think it's part of their head. I think that's just their head. Well, why don't the regressives have the kale? Maybe they cover their lettuce up. They so cover their get lettuce shame. Yeah, cover your lettuce shame, you fucking disgusting Caesar salad bitch. <laughs> 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 you know, them stinky ass collard green cooking motherfuckers. Fucking Waldorf salad? What the was there walnuts in this? Get this shit out of my face. <laughs> I'd like to go on record by saying collard greens are like the best green anything. So I'm not into good. them. I Man. can see how like when they're good, like how really good they I, like, I, I don't know if I've ever had like. I don't know if I've ever had a really good collar. I probably haven't, right? Probably like, not. I mean, like, I had collard greens like homemade a few times, but like, um, my family's white, so I was like, I never yeah. liked them. Well, my family's white as shit, and they're German as fuck, and like, my grandmother makes dumplings, and my whole family loves them, and I hate them. Oh, I fucking. They're, st- they're the worst food. Like,. There's no flavor to that shit. What are we doing? It's put some true. fucking flavor in this. They don't, well, being... Like, my family doesn't put flavor in jack shit. So, like, when yeah. it, whenever anybody gets mad about, like, the white people don't season their food shit, yeah. I'm always like, calm down. It's true. No, that's true. It's very true. <laughs> yes. Like, just because I... Me and you, you and I season our food doesn't make up for the entire... All generations right. before us that didn't. There was an entire generation before us that was like... Uh you know what's a good idea? I'm going to put some jello on some lettuce. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> That's delicious. Dude, like I made pork chops for my mom like a couple years ago when we came back home for a holiday. When we went yeah. to visit her for a holiday. And she like everybody loved them. All my my nieces and nephew loved them. And my mom was like, "Oh, these are too spicy. What'd you put on no. them?" Yeah. And I was like ranch powder. <laughs> Yes. There's, too, yeah, there's too some spicy. Bla- There's some black pepper on there, I guess. Is that dude, that's like my grandma. My grandmother is like a super taster, right? She can't eat anything like oh, ketchup yeah. is too spicy for her. Ketchup? It's, <laughs> dude, it's ridiculous. Yeah, my mom if you put too much black pepper on something, my mom's like, Oh, it's too spicy. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking Man, about? Fucking white people, dude. I swear to God. And like, I'm just like, God. we stopped going to an Indian place near, or we stopped ordering from an Indian place near here because we would put in the instructions, spicy. Yeah. And then they sent us this sweet ass curry. And then oh, I was like, like, yeah. Then I put in, uh, d- uh, I put in the um, directions, extra, extra spicy. Yeah. And they sent us the same sweet ass curry. Uh, so, when I went to England, the curry I had there was, like, sugary. Like, it had sugar in it. Ugh. Um, there used to be a place around here, though, and since the pandemic, like, I don't I don't know if they're still there. But, man, you would go there and your beehole was in trouble. It That's was what like, I want. It was like, okay, I think I'm getting cleaned out from the inside. Yes. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I, when I take my first bite of curry and my eyes don't well up, I don't yeah. want that. Yeah, we. I, I would just. It was so delicious, but so hot, and I would just be like sweating eating it, like oh, a fucking man. animal. I <laughs> like, want, Oh I want, my god. <laughs> I want curry so bad now. I know. Um, me too. Fuck. So, uh, Torres has been transported back to the memories of Corinna, and um, she's playing her holophoner. and that's when uh, Dathan comes into the room and is like, uh, "We're leaving." We're like yeah, we're we are cutting to out go because this forced, this like voluntary relocation isn't voluntary. It's not even yeah. a relocation. They're yeah, they're final solutioning. Yeah, that. they're wiping us off the face of this planet. Yeah, and he's like, they're just like melting us, which is like fucked up. Like yeah, and he's she's, like, they're just the Doesn't us. believe him. <laughs> she's like, I can't. I can't believe my father would do that. And he's like, you have to decide, like, do you believe me and want to stand up for what's right? Or do you believe your father and you're going to let him get away with uh, holocausting us? Yeah, he, like, ultimatums there, right? Yeah, but then her dad is, like, coming in, so uh, Dathan has to hide. Yeah, he hides behind, like, a curtain. And uh, Corinna's dad comes in and, like fully evil Hitler speech is her. Oh, this is this is like the most like the way it's shot is like he's literally like you just said and during the break like the devil yeah, on her shoulder. Like the way it's shot it's dude, it's it's really good. And he's like he goes through his whole completely like racist spiel like they're fully backwards, they're regressives and they're like lying and they're like destroying yeah. our society. What got me is he's like did he tell you he loves you? Like, yeah. Like he starts to re- like, and he's like, "Well, I've seen her, seen him with other girls." It's like that yeah. is so fucked up. He's man. doing the same thing to them, and it's like he plays on. This is like where the dark nature of humanity is like on full full blast. display. Yeah, full display. Absolutely. Like, yeah. He's utilizing her young like spurned lover feelings to justify his decimation of a people. He's an evil son of a bitch. Yeah. And she she falls in line because her spurned love, like is like intermixed with this like vile hatred that he's placing in her. It's real dark. It's real dark shit. It's, like, the worst of the worst, it really, right? really, it's so, like, the darkest nature of humanity. Yeah. And she looks up at the curtain that Dathan's hiding behind, and... And he knows that he's there, yeah. Yeah, her dad, like, drags him out, and he doesn't even, like, try to protest against her or anything. He just sort of stares at her with tears in his eyes. Yeah, it's rough, man. This is, uh... Whew. It gets worse too. It like, gets way worse. See, there's like a public square execution happening when it flashes yeah. ahead like this. Yeah, so, we're in full blown Nazi Germany yeah. right now. Like, this is full blown. Like, it went from like real bad to 100 bad, right? Absolutely. Like, it's so bad right now. And they, like, string him, they string him to a post, right? Yeah, like, like oh. Dathan, and there's another guy, and they, like, they string him to a post, and, like, everybody in the crowd is, like, chanting, uh, yes. Yes, which is so and creepy. Corinna is watching, like, with this sort of, like, freaked out look on her face. Like, she does isn't sure what she's doing is right, but then yeah. they, like, murder Dathan directly in front of her, and when the crowd starts chanting, she starts chanting, too. She joins in. It's fucked up. We get like a super far in the future flash now where Corinna is a teacher and she's explaining to the students that the, the regressives on their colony planet, that they were all like uh, voluntarily relocated to, yeah. uh, killed each other all off with disease and infighting and they're all gone. Yeah. They were just, they weren't very good at being on their own, right? So Jesus. they're just, they're gone now. Yeah. And- when Belana wakes up, uh, the old lady's dead, <laughs> who yeah. we knew as Karenna and originally uh, knew as Morel. Yeah. And... And boy. as anyone would, Belana like, loses her mind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But, like... I think it's important to point out that we're talking about Nazi Germany, that there's definitely a lot of um, parallels, up to this point at least. We haven't got to the public execution part yet. Yeah. Hopefully we don't. But there's a lot of parallels to the, a lot of things that are happening in America right now. It's very timely. Right. It's, always, it's always the same playbook, right? It's always... Oh, well, it's because, you know, we we can't do things because those people are preventing us, or yeah. they they don't really want to, like, f- like, do the things we do, right? Like, it's, it's always the same shit. For sure. Othering. You create yep, othering. this other that you work yep. against. Yep. That's, like, secretly trying to take you and your way of life down. Yeah. There's some kind of agenda that they have, right? Like, it, it's... It's hard to watch because it's just so exhausting. <laughs> yes, it's exhausting to live through and see. It's I just it's just depressing, right? Yeah, it's sad. I try I try to keep Gandalf in mind, right? Yeah. So, so do though all those who live in such times. Yeah, that's a, always. Uh, I listened to a podcast about that. It's a different topic for Well, well I'll tell you about it. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> um Satora's loses it as anyone would and she um she goes to the new Inarin party. They're just constantly partying these Inarins. Yeah, they're just yeah. Well when you have like chairs that are soft, you gotta party. On the floor I mean they're so close to the ground. Oh my god. With no <laughs> chair legs Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, she charges into the goodbye party for the Inarans, and she just starts being like, you motherfuckers did a holocaust. Don't pretend. Stop pretending. Yeah, she's like, tell him. Tell him what you did. And the guy's like, that's that's a strong accusation. He's like, like, yeah, we didn't... At first, he's like, can we talk about this behind closed doors? But when he realizes she won't, he, like, starts full-on denying, 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 denying. Yeah, which is, like, a big red flag. Like, can we talk about this... You know, in private, yeah. like, what, wh- why would you say that? <laughs> right? if you're if you're like, not guilty. Why would you yeah, say that? That's pretty guilty sounding. I don't know. Like, all the Anorans are like fully turning their noses up. They're like, this is yeah. not real. This didn't happen. This lady's crazy. Janeway is interesting here. And I, I, I think this is like, I gotta give Janeway, we, like, we give Janeway a lot of credit as being a captain in Star oh, Trek, yeah, right? Absolutely. Uh, like she's she very clearly is taking this very seriously, which is which is good, right? Because she could she could easily just be like, "Well, these are our guests. Like we can't we we can't do this." But she she knows Bellana isn't full of shit, right? Like, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of evidence that something's been going on up yeah. to this point, and I mean, yeah. Jorah morell is dead, <laughs> right? And like. She, uh, Kate Mulgrew does a really great job in the scene of portraying, and she's not even like the main focus of the scene. So I give it, right. I give it to her like double like props. She portrays the fact that she's trying to maintain some sort of diplomatic order, but she does believe what Balan is saying. Yeah, and she she's wants thinking to know seriously. what the truth of the matter is. Right, but she still trying to keep face with the innarans at the same time it's a tightrope act for a oh, captain yeah. and keeping the like the next scene we'd have to keep like the prime directive in mind and like mm-hmm. what that means like like ethically and like you know it's just it's a very it's a huge burden for a, a captain <laughs> to deal oh, with yeah. right like i don't know i don't know what the right answer is right like i don't, I don't either know. especially like if you look at it from James Janeway's point of view, these are just hitchhikers, right? This is not why they're out there. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like they're not, they got they got shit to do, right? Like they gotta get home. Like that sounds like an excuse, but like in reality, it's like what are they gonna do, right? Like stay there and like <laughs> like try these people? Like, like that's ba- not ba- like can't. babysit their entire yeah. race into right. accepting that what they did was what they did, right? It has to come from. They don't within. have any jurisdiction either. Right, right. It's it's uh, diplomatically, it's an impossible situation, and morally, the dipl- the diplomacy side of it steps all over the moral side of it. Right. It's two. It's like two different things. I don't know uh, if I agree with Janeway's decision, but I yeah, understand I exactly I why she made it yeah I mean, obviously morally, I don't, but like, yeah, legally, it's different, right? like legally she like what's there's no recourse? like what are they gonna do? They don't have any evidence, no re- I mean, really. The, the doctor examines uh Jora Morel for like any sort of sign of foul play and doesn't find anything. She just yeah. died of natural causes, yeah, and Jane Way's like, look, like the doctor didn't find anything. She's talking to Bolana. And she's like, we have no, we have no recourse here. Like, we we can't because uh, Balan like, well, well, if we find out that she was murdered, like we can investigate and then we can like uncover this whole thing, right? Like, yeah, but there's and there's no murder, there's no, so there's no yeah. investigation, right? But Jan- then she says something so smart and like so good, like right up there with like the great captains, right? Like, mm-hmm. she's like. Well, they're still here, so if you want to tell them anything, go ahead, right? like And, like, B'Elanna picks up. It takes her a second, right? Yeah. she's so under duress for everything that happened. Right. But she stops and she she starts moving quick. Thank you, Captain. Thank you. Yeah. She goes she down to engineering and finds Jessen, who by this point, like, uh, t- <laughs> our boy has ruined his chances of having sex because he agreed with Bolana in the room when they yeah. were all together a second ago. That's probably for the best. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you're on a date with somebody and they're like, you know what? You know what? I don't think the Holocaust happened. Well, this Jack, date is Jack, please. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be having dessert. Yep. Yep. Uh, she goes. Torres goes to talk to Jessen down in engineering, and she's still like, "I don't have anything to say to you. I don't believe what right. you have to say." And Balan is just like, "You know, at least when you get back to Inara Prime, can you look into it? Yeah, go try to find them. Try to find these people, yeah. right?" She's like, "If I if I had your power, I would give you all this knowledge." And that sort of perks Jessen up because you know, she's like. Maybe she's trying to, like, catch her in her lie, because she's like, I do have that power. Right, I can just do that, yeah. And then Torres is like, "We'll do it. And she's like, well, you'd be okay with that? And she's like, yes! <laughs> and, like, the final shot of the episode is an echo of the shot of uh, Jor-Brell putting his hand up on uh, Captain Janeway's shoulder. It's Jessen putting her hand up yeah. One to Balana's shoulder to share the information. It's it's an echo that I think is like visually very interesting and well done. Yeah. Then and, it goes into the dream and it's the same the first dream that Balana had. Yeah. And it, but it's but it's Jessen as Kesson It's Jessen as Kesson and they play yeah. Tekken and <laughs> <laughs> No, um, <laughs> Anna Karenina. In a cur- Karenna. 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget that character's name now. Corinna yeah, um, is it's uh, Kesson as Corinna in the dream, yeah. and that's where the episode ends off because yeah. it's it's very open ended. Like, will Jessen be able to make her people see the atrocities they've committed? It's uh, it's it's so good. Like, it's really good. This is a genuinely really good episode of Star Trek, yeah. and I hate to say I'm su- I am was surprised, because I know there were really great episodes of Voyager, but it's right. been a while since I saw multiple of them, right? Yeah, we're getting some good ones, and, and this one is season three, so it's still a little early um, for Voyager to have some good episodes like i don't know the first two seasons are pretty rough like any star trek right like yeah it's, absolutely it's just it takes a little while but uh yeah it's still early it's like season three episode six so yeah I, I hate to say i'm surprised also but uh i don't remember this one at all like i i don't remember that which is like ironic right like the whole episode is like it's remember it. remember yeah, yeah <laughs> and i don't remember it so i don't know man but it's echoes of, like, inner light, but, like, Twilight zone in a way. Um, I don't know. It's just... It, it, was, it was a little haunting. It disturbed me a little bit, because we lived through some of this. Uh, obviously... Yeah, we're, still, we're still dealing with some of the fallout um, Yeah, these attitudes in this country. We're still, yeah. like, ramping up to new ones. It's, it's kind of a hard watch because of yeah. that, but it's worth it. It's important, though. I think that, that the message is to, you know don't forget and like never forget like this is gonna it's gonna just keep popping up right oh yeah well it's we're gonna have to tamp it down the big thing that balana talks about towards the end of the episode is like if we don't interfere and they don't learn that this happened it could happen again if you don't know your history you're doomed to repeat it yeah those you know if they don't realize what they did like It'll just be some other lettuce head problem, right? They're gonna be like, "Well, these lettuce heads have romaine, and these ones are iceberg. We gotta put them in camps, you know." It's true. It's it's gonna happen on that planet. And it's like, of course, romaine's gonna get put in camps. Nobody wants to eat that shit. All right. Well, let's move on from that. Um, (laughs) You're not a romaine lettuce guy. You're more of an iceberg. No, I I I don't I don't have an opinion. Honestly. I don't really have an opinion either. Lettuce is lettuce. I don't care. (laughs) I would much rather have spinach any day of the week. Ooh, like a fried spinach? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fried spinach, like a nice leafy green spinach salad. I'm cool with that, too. Yeah. I'm getting hungry, and we got a whole other show to do.
1: Woo!
0: (laughs) Uh, here's, Here's something that might, man we we have an earned reputation for not giving voyager its due and i appreciate that i understand uh-huh. that that's true of us but uh, i am still going to point out that this was originally written as a star trek next generation episode <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah i mean it does it that's a benefit that it had probably right like but i think it's it says so much about tng that this wasn't used yes that's there's probably so many why it... stories yeah that's probably why like it has nothing to do with voyager being voyager right like yeah absolutely it has nothing to do with that i mean it sorta they're they're traveling right? okay sure well that's you can't get past that right, right? spaceship's going to go through space right I, th- I think it's important to point out like uh Again, uh, not giving Voyager its due, I've talked about before how there's sort of like a false idea of how diverse Voyager is. Yeah. Um, it's sort of di- surface-level diversity, and not, right. um, it's not as representational as it yes. could be. Um, this that's episode, a product of the time that yes, it was made. that's a product of the time. This episode is very... It scores very high on... Uh, what is it called? The Bechdel test. Bechdel test. Yeah, um, it is. It is a very like woman centric episode. Well, a woman wrote it. Trek. Absolutely. Or uh, did did the original teleplay anyway? Um, yeah. And it's uh, it's like refreshing in that way. I thought about that when I was watching it. I was like, this episode doesn't revolve around. Like male cast in the same way yeah. that a lot of other episodes of Star Trek f- of this era do. I felt the same way about uh, when I this is like a really like weird example but when I watched Bumblebee I was like oh this is like interesting and fun and good <laughs> like for a Transformers movie and then I saw a woman wrote it and I was like oh that's why. I was like okay because so it has I nothing see. to do with I mean, there's a little bit of that fucking uh, ding dongness in there with what's his name, fucking uh, director guy. Uh, I want to say it's not James Cameron; it's the other idiot, uh, Michael Bay. Michael Bay, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, there's a little bit of that, but like, it's not like, oh, this she's a girl, right? It's I've like heard Bumblebee's pretty good. I think I've heard that from you though. So. Yeah, <laughs> I I I enjoy it. I mean, it's not like good good but it's it's better I mean, than the others oh for fuck for fuck yeah like yes um speaking of that like this is a little off topic before we give our final thoughts um i've i finally got around to starting and i caught up like right as the new episode came out last time of uh wandavision yeah you watch any of that yeah i'm, I'm caught up with it WandaVision is like very heavily like it's fully motivated by like women characters, which I yeah. find really cool. No, it's um it's really clever. I it reminds me I said this to Nick, it reminds me of the prisoner. If you've ever watched um Yeah sixties yeah, yeah, yeah. show The Prisoner. Yeah. It's like it's like that mixed with law. Lo- it's got a little bit of that lost in it, right? Like Sure. Hopefully it doesn't it, no, the it's, same it's, things. it's better because uh it's it's marvel and they know what they're doing um it's, it's such a weird risky thing for marvel to do because this is their first tv series like right out the gate they're like here's our weirdest one it's not gonna get weirder than when this it probably. got announced i was like what yeah exactly <laughs> I like, but i was like you know uh, whatever like i mean we'll see and then it it the way they do it is clever and it's uh, it's pretty genius really, it's, like it's like it's, it's it is genius and the thing that I really appreciate about it, appreciate about it most is that it's entirely motivated by things that happened previously. Yes, emotionally, it's not just event leads to event. It's right. trauma creates response. Right, and the way that like Scarlet Witch is like. Uh, I guess this is kind of spoilers. Like, us well, not, not get into spoilers. Not really a good guy? Like, not really? Sort of, kind of, yeah. I mean, like, uh, I think that's obvious from the beginning. You haven't that, watched the new one. The newest one? Are you caught uh, up? The newest one comes out on Friday, right? You saw the one that was last week's. Yeah, I saw the one that was last week's. Yeah, dude. That at the quite, end, I was that like... That was quite a fucking twist. I was like, this is amazing. Yes. <laughs> I... I don't even want to say. That I don't a want to say. song the series. I love her. I best have... song in the series. <laughs> um, <laughs> I listened to it today because I was like, "Wait, how does it go?" I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, it's so fun. so. It's good. so fun. It's um the whole series is like it's it's like a dark comedy in a yeah. way because yeah. it's it's uh, the subject matter is so serious but it's done in such a fun way. There are genuinely uncomfortable silences, which yeah. is, like, do you know how hard that is to put it, like, silence in a show? It's like, that's hard to do. Also, like, it introduces, I mean, I guess he was in Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I didn't see it, but, like, it introduces, to me anyway, one of my favorite Marvel comic characters into the cinematic universe, uh, and that's, Woo? yeah, FBI agent Jimmy Woo. Yeah, Woo is great. I love Yeah, it. you should watch Ant-Man. He's funny as hell. Then... I've seen the first Ant-Man. I haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think it's better than the first one. I actually, like, really like the first Ant-Man. I think it doesn't get enough credit for how good of a movie it is. Yeah, it's got, like, a fun, um, like, ti is not it which is great yes. <laughs> like oh ti's here cool it's got like <laughs> such a it's got like a fun heist that's the thing that yeah. i think marvel movies really excel when they're also a different genre that's why they're good yeah like the thing the marvel movies that i love the most are like captain america the winter soldier which is a spy movie right and Ant-Man which is a heist movie and I mm-hmm. really love WandaVision because it's also like a sitcom parody. It's a parody. Yeah. It's 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 brilliant, man. No, Woo is funny as fuck? I and love he does Baby like Woo. Did you catch the uh the the magic trick oh, yeah, that he did? I did see like before I even saw WandaVision I saw like the like jimmy Woo has the most character development in the whole marvel cinematic universe <laughs> yeah cause like he like uh when uh, S- uh scott lang is in um home home what's it a uh, house arrest there it is yes. uh he practices close up magic and jimmy Woo is like how would you do that and he like learns close up magic and, like, and then in wandavision he does that trick and you're like he, uh, he flips on he does like the appearing card before yeah, he gives he, the like, card yeah he like flips the card out yeah Free gives the card to Monica Rambo, and I did not know... I've read comics my whole life. I thought her last name was pronounced like Rambo. Yeah, not like Rambo. Not like Rambo, and I'm like, okay, she has the dopest last name. Yeah, Rambo's (laughs) a pretty sweet last name. If I married her, I'd be like, I'm keeping your... Yeah, okay, now I'm Jeff (laughs) Rambo. Thank you. Um... Uh, so that's neither here nor there. What do you think of this episode overall? Like, what kind of a rating? We need to make, like, a proprietary rating We do, system. eh? This, let's, yeah. Well, like, let's make it, like, uh, I don't know. You know what? Let's bring Pitch It or Ditch It over to this... Okay. ...program. I mean, Pitch It, for sure. Absolute Pitch It. And like, and, and then we can do, like, a number review, like a normal thing. What's the person. scale? Out of ten? Is it out of ten? We'll do, uh... We'll We'll do do, okay. Like warp factor. Like okay, ten is uh, catfish. kitschy. Catfish is ten. Warp ret one is Zefram Cochrane. So on on the Cochrane to catfish scale, the the CC scale, the Cochrane to catfish. (laughs) I love that. The Cochrane to catfish scale, the CC scale. What would you give this? What warp? Uh, this is a nine, I think. Ooh, it's pretty. A h- cat it's pretty high because it. I mean, maybe I'm weighing it because it's Voyager, right? Like it's it's got a curve. Like I'm grading on a curve here. Um, it's definitely an eight. I'll say nine. Just yeah, it's yeah, gonna, it's very good. I'm gonna good. give it like an eight. Warp eight. Warp eight point five. There you go. And I do believe it is weighted because it's Voyager. Yeah. Uh, Voyager I think Voyager fans would... can kiss my ass. I'm still gonna treat Voyager that way for a while. We'll see. I think as an as a I was gonna say Annabelle, I think as a TNG episode, this is like a seven point five to an eight. Yeah, yeah. I would say if this was TNG, I would give it seven or seven point five. Yeah, but it's but, a genuinely really good episode of Star Trek. I would recommend it to anybody. Yeah. No. This is. I totally forgot about it. I I can't believe that I didn't remember this existed. But here we are. <laughs> I'm I'm confused. Star Trek Magazine gave this episode three out of five. That's what is that? That's not even on warp scale. What does that even mean? Yeah, if you're not on the CC scale, you need to get the fuck out. Oh, I five think. five is Enterprise or a a, a trip trip Tucker. <laughs> a trip. I'm not putting Trip Tucker on a list of anything. Get out of here. <laughs> You could also say he likes catfish because he's always talking about catfish. He's always, it's the only southern food they knew about in fucking he's California. In Florida, for fuck's sake, like I know Florida's the South and it's in the South, but like sure. people from Florida aren't like good old. Well, they are, but they're not in, like in northern Florida. They are. Yeah, I guess is that where it's from? I don't know. His fucking sister dies in the laser beam attack, and that I don't know, whatever. He's like, uh, in every episode, Captain Archer is like, I need some ideas of what we should do on this planet. He's like, well, dadgum, come. Cap- I don't know <laughs> about that. I'd love to have some catfish. If they got that there oxygen, we could make a campfire and make some catfish. How about some, how about this? How about we go down there, fish a little bit, see if they got some catfish. <laughs> Maybe We're a d- dogfish. I don't know. We're dealing with a diplomatic problem with this planet. Well, man, maybe they have more catfish. Serve them catfish. <laughs> hey, T'Pol, you want to, like, touch my, my ding-dong and eat some catfish? Somebody put them, when I asked on Twitter, like, who's who's the most underrated Star Trek character? Somebody put Trip Tucker, and I, I like... Underrated? I like, Underrated, yeah. Like I float, I was liking everybody's answers, and I was like, "Would it look bad if I just didn't like one?" (laughs) I think he's underrated, only if they finish him off as being like somebody like who learns more. Yeah, like you could. It would be fun if he was like a ding dong good old boy, and at the end he was like, "Oh, well, I do believe space travel has enlightened my brain." (laughs) (laughs) Like that would be fine, but uh, he's he's not. The worst offending character on Enterprise. Who is the worst? Uh, the worst character on Enterprise might honestly be Reed. Yeah, he's because he stupid. has all the same problems that Trip does, except uh, no, no redeeming qualities, and he's also like weirdly sexist all the time. Yeah, he's 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 a little yeah he's a little uh, male toxic, you know. Yeah. He's he's kind yeah. of a he's kind of a piece of shit, but um, yeah, and he never really learns or grows like the other characters. Not really. He gets he in gets trouble. Like, he's like more militaristic even as the series goes on. He's I think like, that bigger would be. Weapons. I think that would be cool too if like he joins uh fucking Section Thirty-One. Like I know that there's that plot where he like is recruited by them, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't like. Or maybe he does like maybe later he was going to. That would be neat, right? Section 31 can suck my 31 dicks. Damn, 31? (laughs) It's the extra one that's really the problem. You have have one more dick than George Washington did. (laughs) I love that song. That's a reference that maybe you somebody knows. I got it. Um Yeah, I think that's a good uh, a good time to end the episode. But stick around for information for your vi- vital information for your everyday life. <laughs> uh, first off, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Tapons Theater on Subspace, which you can find on iTunes, Spotify, and where all good podcasts are housed. It's uh, a serial story podcast set in the Star Trek universe, and it's goofy as fuck. Check it out. Hell yeah. Uh, big special thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com slash podcast for all the money <laughs> and all the support that you guys give us. And the ideas for shows. Thanks, guys. Even though That's we're never going to do Neelix. No. I would rather die. It might kill me. I would, ra- I would literally rather go lay down under the snow plow outside. <laughs> It just cuts to me. I'm just a skeleton in a chair after the last one we do. With a beard. With a beard. Of course. (laughs) That's how long I've been there. Oh, he's got a beard. It's uh, never going to happen. But thank you guys so much for your support. And uh, thank you for giving us all the great ideas for the collections. We appreciate that. Um, Thank you... Uh, to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for a theme song, uh, go check out at underscore Vitizen underscore on Twitter and Vitizen on uh, all streaming services. Do it. A big old thank you to Josh. Who the fuck is that? Some guy. He doesn't do shit on this show. <laughs> Whatever, without him laughing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Shoot us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com so you can be on our other show, uh, conveniently titled M Class Email, and follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast where you can take part in discussions about who's the most underrated Star Trek character. It's not Trip. No, I think it's Guinan. It might be Guinan. That's Guinan's a good one. Guinan's my choice. That's who I put forth. That's a tough one, though. I was thinking about it. I, I know you posted it, and I was like, oh, man, who do I... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You're on the spot, man. Gun to your head. I uh, I can't. I, I was thinking of someone from DS Nine, but everyone in that show is really well used. So it's true. And like, I think everybody on Deep Space Nine has their fans as well. Yeah, is like it Flock? Every- it might be Flocks. And Flocks is a good choice. But I think Flocks yeah. is like if you like anyone from Enterprise, it's Flocks. It's Flocks. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not. It's not Reed, and it's not unfortunately Mayweather, who's just like somebody chose him actually. And I was like, "Am I missing something?" Like, do I, I think I mean, I he's not a back bad and character. He's just he's like Luke Skywalker on Tatooine. He's like, yes. I just I'm a farm boy, <laughs> you know. Like he's, he's just he's guy. likable. He's a yeah. very likable character, and I think that's attributed to the actor more than the writer. Yeah, he's yeah. He's a boy scout. He's just a boy scout. Yeah. Um. Answer the question. Um, <laughs> it's Porthos. Even though you just answered it twice. It's Porthos. It's Porthos. Hell yeah. He loves cheese. <laughs> Even though he shouldn't. I feel that. <laughs> yeah, very you relate to that. <laughs> Thanks everybody for tuning in, and we'll be back in uh, one week with more M class goodness. bye bye bye. I'm mentally ill.